Have you ever thought about how negative experiences from your past could be preventing you from stepping into a thriving life today? Perhaps you feel overwhelmed or frozen by the pain of negative experiences. If that's you, friend, you are not alone. Because like many, I didn't realize how past negative or traumatic experiences were affecting my present life. And I felt stuck in a cycle of distress. And I had created a cycle of self-sabotaging and I didn't even realize it. Today in this episode, my good friend and personal resiliency coach, Lisa Penny, rejoins me to discuss how we can take steps towards healing with practical tools and techniques to help you regain control over your life. We both want to help you learn how to process, how to heal, and move on from the pain so that you can find peace, joy, and clarity in your life. And Lisa's been on the podcast before. In episode number 54, we talked about how to experience emotional wellness. And this is such an important topic. And then also in episode 44, I shared Free to Be Me, four tips on how to get unstuck to become authentically you. And these are important things um, that we need to talk about for self-discovery, becoming self-aware so we can get to what our heart really needs, those emotional desires of our heart. And so how we can connect with the Lord in a deeper way and really receive transformation. And Lisa was really critical uh, in this last year in helping me really Um, catapult my life into embracing uh, where I'm at right now and be excited about the future. And then if you are wanting personal coaching from either myself or from Lisa, we do have some spots available. You can email me at lori at lorikaysnyder.com or email Lisa at wholenessinpractice.com at gmail.com. I will have all of these in the show notes. All right, you're going to be excited about this conversation because Lisa and I share very openly and just have a candid conversation about facing the pain of your negative experiences so that you don't bring those into your present day life or project them into your future. All right, here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. All right, my friends, I am so excited to have back on the podcast, my good friend and my personal coach, Lisa Penny. And 
Lisa is the owner of Wholeness in Practice. She is a certified encounter coach, coach trainer, author, and speaker. And she is the one that actually I went through the certification for becoming a resiliency life coach. And Lisa assists people in becoming aware of and uprooting negative beliefs that are formed from past experiences, which cause anxiety and relational problems. I love that Lisa is passionate about helping others walk in emotional wholeness by connecting deeply with a loving God. And she is committed to seeing emotional health become as much of the Christian experience as prayer and worship are. And I just love you, Lisa. So I just want to welcome you back on the Created to Thrive podcast. Thanks for having me. And I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) So just to catch my audience up, we met a little... Almost a year ago, we have a mutual, very close friend, Jill, and she has talked about you to me for many, many years because she became a certified uh, resiliency life coach through you several years ago and had practiced on me. And, And it wasn't until I was looking at really stepping into a couple projects that the Lord had put on my heart years ago that she said, hey, you really should connect with Lisa. And that just kind of opened up a whole door for recognizing I still had some heart work that I didn't even recognize I needed to address. So why don't you kind of pick up there on how we met and um, really talking about where we're talking today about facing your pain from negative experiences and then how that led into you helping coach my heart to really get what it really needed. So I could move forward in the things Mm -hmm. of my present as well as my future. So when we met, you had a lot of ideas, but you also had a lot of objections. I should do it this way, but I don't want to do it that way was the general tone. Or if I do this, then it's going to affect this. And so I quickly recognized that you were bouncing back and forth based on the pain levels you were experiencing, but you weren't able to identify them on your own. And I get that. It's not easy to know because there are blind spots. And so we started working together first on the book, and then it was really, really fast. And I was like, "Mm, I think we need to pivot a little bit and include the heart work. And you were really receptive to it. I think if there were any obstacles, it was just that you reverted back to an old way, which is common in the initial stages. So It's impossible to process emotional pain with rational thought. And we all do that. But learning how to recognize when we're using rational thought to cover over the pain is the trick. Mm -hmm. And a good coach like you um, is going to be able to see through that and say, "Mm, let's let's explore that a little bit. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think there's more to it. Right. And bring up with a simple question like, how's that make you feel? That oftentimes will open the doors wide yeah. and people will be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, and part of what I needed help with was recognizing how do I feel? 
because I had been trained to really put down my emotions mm-hmm. or to not even be aware of them because mm-hmm. of my upbringing. We just didn't talk about it. We avoided right. painful situations or it was, we were gossiping or we were in someone else's business that we didn't belong. Those were the beliefs mm-hmm. that I had grown up with. And then swing to the far other side, uh, in Bible college, where everything became do the word, claim the scripture, stand on the word. You're not being spiritual enough if you're giving thought to your emotions. And so I was in this conundrum of, I don't even know how to navigate my emotions. So the thing is, is that when it comes to emotions, you have to have the right tool. That's the hard work. So when you use the scripture without taking into consideration how that scripture is meant to impact your heart, you get a surface level solution, you get behavior modification, and you have to discipline yourself to do things the way you're being told you should do them. So the you shoulds become a recipe for failure. Oh, yeah. And I was living in the shoulds and I would should on myself all the time (laughs) (laughs) that I should do that. And what I was doing was condemning myself because Mm -hmm. I had known that God had put things on my heart. So there was this internal pressure that I was putting on myself that God Mm -hmm. really wasn't putting on myself, but it was my negative or limiting beliefs. And really there was still parts of my past that hadn't been healed. And so Mm -hmm. you had said to me something like you continue to bring your past into your present and you're projecting that into your future. We need Mm -hmm. to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Because people say you take you with you everywhere you go, but we don't know what the you is because we haven't been taught to connect it to past painful experiences. Right. We just recognize we've got anxiety, stress, we feel hopeless. And that was something that I would spin in a lot of feeling hopeless because things hadn't changed or looking at my circumstances and I'm still where I was. But what you helped me do was go through the process of recognizing Let's talk about these strong emotions. And Mm -hmm. I pretty much knew happy, mad, sad. And I was in mad a lot. Like I was angry or frustrated. Frustrated was more of the word. I didn't recognize Mm -hmm. myself as angry, but just frustrated. But really it was my inner critic that was constantly battling with Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I was battling with. So, and I know most people are like that where they know absolutely forward, but they don't know how. So what do you recommend instead of ignoring the pain, thinking it'll go away? Time does not heal all wounds. Mm. Time just makes them, (laughs) you need time to process in in a healthy way. So there is a seed time and harvest aspect, but what do you um, recommend that someone do to um, help them recognize, Oh, I've got some, some baggage from my past that is still in my, in my present. Mm -hmm. So thoughts drive emotions. When you have negative emotions, you should be saying, wait, what, why, why? What's the story I'm telling myself? What's my inner critic saying to me? Um, And then you'll be like able to oftentimes 
see the false belief or the past pain and the event that's attached to it. Sometimes you can't see it, but it's a combination. So it's self-awareness. It is recognizing that we have all have emotional needs. And I don't think people talk about that very much. Right. Not in relationship to their own soul. Not in relate. So we know about emotional needs. It's out there um, in the world. Anybody can Google it and come up with um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs but we don't know how to apply it in our own life. And we don't recognize when it's being threatened or stolen or withheld. Mm -hmm. So that's where a good coach will come in and help you through it. In fact, when we went through the training together, when you did the training, we had a whole process that we followed and it helped you recognize the emotional need and it helped you recognize the deficit because that's where you often will be triggered is where that need has been unmet for a long period of time or ignored. And then you're like, wait, and now you're going to try and take more of it away from me? No, I don't think so. And that's where the reactions come in. So it becomes a whole process of self-awareness and that involves slowing down, being reflective, and doing that hard work. And so you could, you, I don't want to dismiss the role of therapists and counselors and social workers, but one thing that a spiritual practice will give you that many of the clinicians cannot give you because of insurance is that spiritual component where you ask God questions that actually fill your heart and shift everything and give you new perspective. And once you get that healing, then it becomes a lifestyle of maintaining it. Oh, I'm in a good place. Or, oh, this has been a tough couple of weeks. I'm dysregulated. I can't sleep. I'm emotionally eating. Um, And then you have to go, okay, I'm in an unhealthy state. It's not a reflection on who I am. It's a reflection on what's been going on around me. And I need to step back and allow God to meet me where I am at without all the shoulds. I should know better. I should do more. In fact, I tell people when you are dysregulated, when your emotions are all over the place, you should do less. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And I have put into practice what you taught me. So not only did you coach me first, then I went into your uh, certification of the resiliency life coaching program. And, and you had then, said, were you good at it? <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you really are good at it. I won't say that about everyone, but I will say that about you. Well, thank you. And, you know, I love that you spoke life into me, not just about from a coaching my heart standpoint, but you saw, you mind the gold in me, you saw that and you were calling that out. Even when I was saying, I don't think this is where I'm going to go, but you were seeing it. And then my heart came alive because what it does is combines what you were saying, the spiritual practices of connecting with God on a deeper level mm-hmm. in a very relational way, not just from a rational brain. Cause I lived out of that rational brain. Cause it was really self-protectant for me. 
I oh, didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Because I was, I didn't, I hated the word vulnerable. In fact, we have podcasts from last year of when I talked about how I hated to be vulnerable, but I had to understand these things to really become the real me and give myself permission to go there. But I had to learn mm -hmm. the process. What you taught was mm -hmm. we're going to recognize that strong emotion. We're going to look at the story we're telling ourselves. And what this started to do was open up a whole new world of, wait, these are all the spiritual practices that I've done as far as my biblical teaching of Genesis three, when God, when Adam and Eve sin, God says, where are you? And they said, well, we were hiding right? Because we were naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? Well, I use that when I coach uh, women of saying, when you say, what story are you telling yourself? That negative experience that you, mm -hmm. those limiting beliefs. Yeah. Who told you that? Right. What words were spoken or what was the situation? And this just happened the other day where I was coaching a woman and I said, did someone say that? Or was that something that you perceived because of the situation? Mm -hmm. And it really was something she perceived versus someone said something. And mm -hmm. she built because of identity, right? Not recognizing her strength and confidence. And then what we did is we drilled down into what you teach us is to look at the unhealthy coping. We tend, like for me, I would um, uh, be very self-critical. I would self-sabotage, self-protect. I wouldn't allow myself to go into that situation again because I didn't want to get hurt, rejection, shame, like all of this stuff, but then getting into that heart, what do I really need? And you had always said in our, in our training, need drives behavior, Yep. but mm -hmm. we don't recognize what that need is. Can you talk about that? That goes back to emotional needs, love connection, belonging, security, safety, worth, value, understanding. I mean, and there's so many of them. So it could be something as simple as being accepted. There's, and there's a very big difference between being accepted, which is probably what you experience more in a job setting and belonging, which are like, these are my people. Yeah. These are the people I love and love me back. And I could call on them whenever I want and I can hang out with them. And if there's distance between us physically, there's not distance between us relationally. Yeah. Um, but understanding is huge because everybody needs to be understood. Mm -hmm. And that's where the conflict comes in in relationships, because what is said isn't what is heard because it's interpreted differently. And then it has to also go through your own personal biases and your own um, past negative experiences. And so it gets really muddy there. Um, just to give you an example, the um, if my husband says, if I say to him, do you like this? And he says, no, I'm like, but I don't understand. See how understanding is important. I got, what don't you like about it? It's my job to say, what don't you like about it? And then it's his job in a relationship to be honest enough to say, well, it's really not flattering or the color is off. And I'm using a really simple thing because as women, we do that to our husbands quite a lot. We set them up. <laughs> yeah. And it did get to a point at one time where my husband said, I'm not going to answer you because you're not going to like any answer I give you. Yeah. Because he would say, I like that on you. And I go, you're lying. 
but that's my own internal messaging. Right, right. So when you start to live beyond the surface, um, you have to look at what is the motivating factor of why am I saying these things? Why am I having these reactions? Um, And so I could call them reactions and I can call them emotional triggers, but whatever it is and whatever name you put on it, it's the things that separate, divide, and make us do crazy stuff, like go eat a pint of ice cream, right? Um, or become procrastinators. So you talked about self-sabotage. Well, self-sabotage and procrastination sounds linear, but in mm-hmm. fact, it's not. It's like, Why am I self-sabotaging? Why am I procrastinating? Oh, because I have all these crazy thoughts going on in my head. And that is limiting me from being able to move forward. Yeah. So you helped me recognize what I really desired. And then you helped me connect with the Lord. So talk about the importance of not just recognizing, not just self-awareness, but then shifting that to now a God awareness to allow Mm -hmm. him to feel, to fill those emotional desires. So you had a desire to um, minister to people and create books or programs and things like that. But what you told yourself was it needs to be done this way. I can't do it that way. And we challenged that with why can't you? Because when you challenge it with why can't you, it taps into the, the actual purpose that God put in your heart. And you're like shifting now. You're like, oh, why can't I? And then then the question becomes, well, what if I did? And what would that give me? And now you're really tapping into and connecting with um, the purpose and the desires of God for you. That's so good. And that is key of what you just said. What will that give me? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we don't recognize that motivation. We look at it as, well, it's a calling. It's my purpose. But when we look at it from the standpoint of, no, it's going to give me something mm-hmm. by doing that. Well, it was going to give me a sense of fulfillment and having my life be a significance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I love to help people and I'm a, I'm a giver. And I want to bring and add value to people. And because my value and worth had been challenged, it was keeping me playing small. And Mm -hmm. I was that fawning, that coping strategy of, I'm just going to play it safe and not really make a scene because I get rejected or called out or whatever the story I was telling myself from past negative experiences. And if you you get rejected and called out and play it small, then you're left with this churning inside of you because the call of God is irreversible, irrevocable, the gifts and the call are irrevocable. So you're left with all this churning. Um, And then we don't take into the consideration that there's a uniqueness in the way you're supposed to express that gift or call. And we end up with cookie cutter stuff and we're still not satisfied. Right, right. And this is so important that we learn this process. So uh, just for the sake of time, Lisa, what would be your encouragement for someone who's saying, you know, I've got some things from the past that I know are really keeping me 
limited from embracing my present and stepping into the life that they really want? What would you say to them? I would say find a good coach like yourself. And then when it's when you're done coaching that you get this app that I've developed that's coming out. It's called the Attuned app, and it will help you stay attuned to your real self and connected with God. So you learn about when your body's dysregulated, you you move through um, the uh, underlying beliefs and the stories we tell yourself, and you move through and learn to recognize when you're coping in an unhealthy way. Um, And then we go all the way through the whole process, which is the style of coaching you use um, to being able to have a conversation with God and receive from God so that your heart is full and you have new perspective and you can rest again. And the name of that app is the Attuned app, and it's due out um, late April, early May. Yeah, I'm so excited for that because one of the things that I found is we need someone to help us navigate to get started a lot of yep. time, but then we don't need that coach only, but like a maintenance or whatever. But if we have this tool and that's what you're all about, giving people practical tools that they can then have on a regular basis, like what I just went through with losing plumbing for 10 days in my wow. whole house, um, I was having to do the tools that you showed me how to look at my emotions and dealing with the stress, not being anxious and drilling down to what does my heart need right now? What do I need to feel safe or secure or um, really just loved because my husband was on, on a business trip for the majority of that time. (laughs) And so what this app is going to do is going to give people these tools that they can then use themselves. So in combination with coaching and the app is going to be such a beautiful thing to really help um, a wide variety of people. So I'm so excited. And I'll put that detail uh, in the show notes. And I know you'll be back on again for the podcast to help promote it when it's launching, because it's so important because I always say spiritual growth and emotional wellness are connected because we're spirit, soul, body, and you cannot separate your emotions from your spiritual wellness as well. Just like our physical body gives us cues to let us know, Hey, something's going on here. We need to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So can you give people the name of your website for right now? Uh, My website is wholenessandpractice.com. There'll be a second website called getattune.io that um, it's not published yet because the app isn't out yet. Um, So it's, but that's what it's going to be. Right. And then you'll be able to get the app in both the Apple store and on Google play. Yeah. And I'm so excited. And I'm just so proud of you for doing this because this was a total God idea. And yes, but because you had struggled so many years with anxiety yourself, Mm-hmm. And God used this to help you really mm-hmm. break through to have that calling. We, we'll talk about that um, to really step into what your heart has desired to help people. Um, and let me just throw this out there. So my childhood was rough, but not because I have bad parents, because there wasn't a word for ADHD. And so I kept getting punished um, 
when I was doing things that were impulsive Mm. or that I couldn't stay focused or yeah, let's just say it was impulsive stuff. And it took me a long time to work through the hurt caused by my parents' inability to understand how I was wired. And then once I did, and I was on the other side, and I started to emerge into my safe, authentic self, I was like, oh, I have ADHD. Um, And so oftentimes, things like that will be paired when you're working with someone and when you're trying to figure out why this and why that, you have to look at um, the fact that we're not perfect people and we have health conditions too. Right, right. And that's such an important point. And, and just as a side point too, I love the question that you opened up for me is let's get curious instead of becoming critical instead of being, you can be self-aware, but don't be self-condemning because that's what I was doing. And you said, instead get curious. So what are some curious questions right before we, we end this? What are some, okay, let's take anger. Well, why am I angry? That's number one. Um, how is my anger trying to protect me or serve me? Why is my anger showing up at this time? Those are all curious questions. And as believers, we're taught not to be angry, but we're not taught what to do. Well, curiosity is the cure. You ask questions and it takes you into your heart. It allows you to examine the role of anger instead of seeing it as sinful. Yeah, that's That's the remedy. That's the way God designed us is to be thinking, feeling deeply connected to ourselves and to God. And that's, that's how you can be curious. That's good. Because a lot of times we're like, well, I just need to pray. If I'm angry, I need to pray and I need to forgive. And I need to do, we need to do the formula. But what you taught me was just to say, I say the simple thing. Hmm. And then I get curious with the question and just saying that, Hmm, slows my brain down Mm -hmm. my body, my posture. I take a deep breath. Yeah. So then I can start to get into the heart versus the head that wants to fix or wants to ignore Mm -hmm. (laughs) or blame Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) where then I can go with the Lord and go, what's going on with me right now? Why, why is my heart rate up? And why am I having a hard time breathing? Because all this stuff is coming at me, help me slow it down. And then I start to peel back kind of the onion layers with him, but I'm inviting him in versus trying to fix by just praying or just putting on worship, because that is so important that we do those things, but they can become a bandaid versus really addressing that hurt. So worship can be a wonderful way to enter in, especially if you know how to let go of things through worship. But oftentimes it it, um, takes your attention and puts it on God without resolving (laughs) the thing we're facing. So you have to know yourself. And that's what St. Augustine says, Lord, help me to know myself that I may know you. 
Such good stuff. And we could talk for hours and I'll have you back on, but for the sake of time, Lisa, just thank you again for being on the podcast. You are amazing. You've helped both me, my husband, you've worked with my husband too, to help him because you work both with men and women and just really helping me open up my heart to go to a new level. Cause that's what you had said to me uh, when I met with you last summer, you said, I feel like God has taken you into a whole new level but you've got to go through your own transformation of getting deeper into that heart level to really get healed from past traumatic expense or expenses, um, experiences that I hadn't really learned how to process. I knew about them and thought I had done some heart work, but hadn't really gone deep enough to where they were really not holding me back anymore. Yeah. That's good stuff. (laughs) Well, I love you. And thank you for being on here again, wholenessandpractice.com. Your attuned app is going to be coming out here in uh, the spring. So, so excited for that. And I can't wait to share that with people. So until next time, Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.